Welcome to Emil Franzing's Voices of the West, dedicated to the principle that America was better off when our TV shows featured cowboys instead of And a very pleasant good Saturday afternoon to everybody. Harry Alexander here in Bunker de France over there. Over here. Actually, it looks like when you watch the YouTube, it uh, looks like we're both on the same side, but we're not. It does? I've never seen it. I don't know what it looks like. It's because you don't have a computer. Well, that's true. If but you, I could look at it at the library. If, if you had, well, you could. I'll you know, have to do that. All you have to do is go to the uh, Voices of the West, search for Voices of the West yeah. on YouTube. And then when you find it, uh, you'll find our channel. And when you find that channel, then scroll down and you'll find all the videos. Well, you know, maybe you should tell our listeners and viewers how to how to get a hold of us and if they want to call us, what they need to do. Okay, we can do that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the uh, email, <laughs> you know, it's just one of those days. The email is voicesofthewest at gmail.com, voicesofthewest at gmail.com. The telephone number, if you'd like to get involved in uh, today's uh, program, and I hope you do, yes, it you is, <laughs> it's 844-908-WEST, 844-908-9378. I'm glad you did that, because, you know, there's people like me out there that got the, you know, the push-button phones, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and you've, I've had them so long that I can't read the letters oh, on I know. them anymore, so it's like trying to, I, I, get, I, I call the wrong people all the time, because well, I get the wrong number. And it's, uh, and even with the cell phones these days, it's kind of difficult to remember where the letters are. <laughs> I mean, you, you can't. Obviously, you can, but sometimes they get worn off, too. But, yeah. you know, the, the reason... Technology. Hey, the reason that number was chosen was because it was cool, and it has the West in it. Oh, it's a cool number. There I you love go. it. So that's, that's the name of that tune. Well, what, speaking of letting people know stuff, if they wanted to do something about an hour after the show, after they had a little snack, what could they do? Well, I would hope that they would do a uh, uh, <clears throat> check out the VOW radio channel, oh, and then they will be able to listen to uh, some old time radio uh, serials. And what might they hear today? Well, if they were to tune in. <laughs> funny you ask that. <clears throat> it is funny. Uh, it is uh, tonight. Uh, today's uh, or after this show's uh, evening show. evening program, six p.m. Mountain Standard Time. Uh, you know, we're communicating with the entire world and beyond, so you want to try and... Maybe even into outer space. Oh, I'm, not, I'm sure of it. Uh, you know, years from now, people will be pulling down these shows off of the satellites uh, long after you and I are gone. Me, yeah. I mean, I'm still watching Ed Sullivan shows from... No, that. <laughs> anyway. From um, outer space. What, oh, yeah. Tonight's uh, old-time radio theater is uh, The Adventures of the Cisco Kid oh, and Poncho. Poncho. And... Right after that, Tales of the Texas Rangers with our favorite guy, Joel McCree. You betcha. And for folks in Tucson, just in case you don't know it, uh, the Get Channel is showing all Joel McCree movies today. I wonder if it's that way on the satellite as well. If you in outer space? Yeah no oh. <laughs> no 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 the, 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 oh the, you mean you mean cable type stuff? Yeah the and dish the dish satellite satellites outer space. Well it is yes, I mean. I, that's how I watch. You know, TV. it's well. You know, like we have my favorite Martian. They might have my favorite Joe McRae. I have many favorite Joe McRae's. I, you, I know you do. You collect these. Wells Wells Fargo being my my favorite favoritist. Oh well, Colorado Territory, which was playing when I left the house, well, see, is my favorite. The, the uh, Wells the Fargo. Mayo. Yeah, what a babe. The uh, uh, Tales of Wells Fargo. That's the one he he was in with uh, his honey Francis Dean. That's okay. And uh, <laughs> holy mackerel! <laughs> it's, a, it, it, it's a good movie. Good now, movie. you know, we might we might enlighten the folks out there today. Today's show is a little different, but a little familiar. Mm -hmm. We're doing nuggets, mm -hmm. road apples, cow pies, mm -hmm. and a few buffalo chips. Think of the uh, program Seinfeld, a show about nothing Could and I, everything. I'd rather not think about the show Seinfeld. You know it. it <clears throat> it, it it was good while it was there. It was I'll, right for the time. You know, <clears throat> I missed the whole thing. I was going with a gal lived in, in Beverly Hills when I was still actor mm -hmm. in the picture business, and she was a big Steinfeld fan. And she kept saying, "Oh, it's the most wonderful." Of course, she was from New York. Most wonderful <laughs> show in the world. So the last, you know, they had all that hype for the hour long right. last Steinfeld, right. right? So I, I broke down. I said, "Okay, well, I'll try and watch it." 
I don't. Th I made it somewhere between three and five minutes before I turned off the TV and ran to the porcelain throne. <laughs> that bad, huh? To me, it was. Yeah, the final season was, yeah, but the rest of it, they, it had the show had its moments. Hey, let's put hey. it that way. Just like this show, it has its moments. Oh God, are we in that much trouble? <laughs> no, we're not. Well, you know, I'll tell you, it's funny because I, I I channel surf a lot because mm -hmm. I just it's nothing worth watching. I just go up and down till I fall asleep, but. I'll, I'll I'll stop by and they'll be doing a scene and I'll, I'll go, oh that's funny and then but within less than three minutes another scene has come on mm -hmm. and I'm going yeah and speaking of watching I mean that's one of the things we can do today is engage the audience and find out what the devil have you been watching on yeah, uh, the tube us, or on uh, the satellite or at the movies eight four four nine zero eight West 844-908-9378 is the phone number. And, uh, yeah, we'd love to hear from you, find out what the devil you've been watching. Well, you know, there's two there's two Western movies out right now. Mm -hmm. One's called The Roundup. It's a contemporary thing. Mm -hmm. uh, it's about a guy. He's in prison, probably someplace like Florence. Mm -hmm. And he gets assigned to the uh, group of Breaking Wild Horses. Mm -hmm. And I haven't seen it. I it was playing at the loft. I hope I get to see it before it leaves. Mm -hmm. There's another one started today at the loft, and I can't remember the name of the title. But, you know, if you folks want to catch a Western in a theater with good screen, good sound, give the loft a call, find out what the show times are, and go see it. The you Roundup's know, the one, and the other one's got a Western title, so I shouldn't be You know, the, it's great to watch Westerns on the big screen because that's, I think, how they were produced. Um, but sometimes you just can't find them in the, at the movie houses, and so the big television is always a, a good one too. Unfortunately, I don't have a, I have a big TV, but not that big, big a TV. Run. That's that's just a little bit smaller than my screen at home. Nineteen. This is nineteen inches. What's well, about what mine is? Right. But you know, it's one thing because my apartment's small. If I got a big screen, it would be impressive. But big screens to me in a in a small space are. You know, you know, I got apartment. I just don't work. You know, I I would agree with you on that. But having a big screen or larger screen it works television, in your house. yeah. And now, if I got a bigger screen, I would have to get another RV. <laughs> You'll get one with the expanding side room. Yeah, yeah right. Kind of like, uh, remember, a TV remember when room. the theater you go to see Vista Vision or mm -hmm. or whatever, and the screen would go. Uh huh. Mm -hmm. That was cool. I thought so. Anyway, that's a. One of the things that we can talk about today, <clears throat> what have I been watching? Well, <clears throat> yeah, what have you been watching? We had uh, uh, such a, a plethora, big, big big word there, wow. plethora of... Uh, Is it plethora or plethora? Plethora of hoppy movies well, that uh, we had to do a hoppapalooza last night or a hoppy-thon and uh, churn out some of those... Uh, some of those hoppies, and uh, what did I watch here? Let me see. I've got them marked down. You got a caller? <clears throat> no, we don't oh, have a caller quite scared, yet. You scared me there. I watched what, or we watched what did we watch? You got, a, you got your list there. I got my list here. Oh, Hopalong Cassidy returns, nineteen thirty-six. Oh, a crusading newspaper editor recruits his old friend Hoppy to take the job of marshal in a town rife with vice and murder, directed at helpless miners. Where's that town at? Uh, it was near Lone Pine. <laughs> <laughs> Rub it in. Yeah, I know. Uh, watch that one. What did we watch again? Do, 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 do. I have them marked out there. Pride of the West, 1938. Mm -hmm. uh, let's see... Uh, Caldwell and Nixon have their men rob the stage and then criticize the sheriff for not catching the robbers. With her father, the sheriff, under pressure, Mary sends for Hoppy to uh, find the bad guys. See, that's the that's the mistake they made. If they just told the sheriff, you know, you're doing a good job, keep yeah. it up, they'd still be in business. In that particular one, uh, Glenn Strange oh, uh, was oh, in oh, it. And, uh, yeah, he, he uh, loved him, too. Let's see. Nope. We have no sound coming through on our YouTube. So. Well, you want to do a book review? Uh, yeah, go right ahead. And while well, okay. I fix, fix this. We got us a little mini book review. A fellow here in town, uh, John Woods, I know, uh, uh, he worked on this here book called Culligan's Walk. Mm -hmm. Can they see it? They can see it. Oh, okay. And 
the nice thing about the book, it's a very special book for me because I just want to read something here in the beginning here. Let's see. There it goes right here. You'll notice I've got the Teddy Roosevelt kind of glasses because I forgot my regular ones. This is a dedication for Bunker to France. Thank Bunker. Couldn't have done it without you. He could have done it without me because he did. I didn't write a single word. <laughs> but he worked on this thing for a long time and then put it aside, pulled it back out, worked on it some more, and finally finished it up. And I think he did a fine job. And, you know, it's funny because I've been binge-watching Game of Thrones. Mm -hmm. And I was thinking, it's been, you know, when you binge-watch something, it kind of gets on your mind. It mm -hmm. creeps into the pores. And I just realized at about 154 pages, there's still a parallel between Game of Thrones and Culligan's Walk. It's almost like a game of saddles. <laughs> and because... He covered, you know, and it's not fair to compare them because one is, you know, eight seasons long with about eight episodes a season. And this is just, you know, one, like one episode. Mm -hmm. But the way that Culligan goes through life going from place to place, mm -hmm. and individuals and stuff, it's kind of structured like it. Hmm. And, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of the old-fashioned, traditional type of things. And when he was working on this, because what he would do is he'd finish a draft, I would read it, and then uh, comment on it. I never, I never said do this, do that, don't do this, don't do that. Mm -hmm. I'd just say, you know, this is. I didn't understand this, or you know, this. Why was that there? You know, stuff like that. But the neat thing about this book, really, really is, and it, it's Culligan's Walk. Here's a guy, he starts as a young boy in New York. His mother has died. Uh, he's about 14 years old. And he just starts walking west. Hmm. He ends up uh, prospecting in Alaska for mm -hmm. three years. Then he's down into the back. He, he walks across Panama. Hmm. He ends up in Europe. Mm -hmm. And in, in the final portions of the book, uh, he's in Africa. Hmm. And it really is a great... A great journey, just like Game of Thrones. And I, if you love Game of Thrones and you like westerns, you might want to explore this book. It just, it just out. It, it, it was released in March, and uh, I'm going to try and write a review of it for okay. for the uh, our website. Okay. And I don't. It may take me longer than it took him to write the book, but, <laughs> but I'm going to give it a shot mm -hmm. because I think I think it's. It's worth uh, it's worth looking into. Okay, uh, you know, here's what we're going to do. We're going to go to a uh, uh, commercial break. That's worth I doing think. also. Um, wait a second here. I have to find where am I? I am here. Here, hello. Here I am. Where am you? I am. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> for some reason or other, I've got uh, some real issues here with um, trying to get some. Audio through here, so get some heifer dust in your ears. Heifer dust, you know. I'm gonna try something here. Okay. Uh, well, while we're screwing around here, if I can find it, what are you uh, doing? Audio input, audio output. That's all we want to do is audio output. God, I should have brought some cowboy poetry. I could do something while you're you know. I around. yeah. I um, let's try that. Let's see what happens. Hello? No. Let me do a nugget while nope, you're doing that. that. Yeah, yeah do a nugget. You'll feel something in here. Let's see, what have I got? These are just little notes that I take for later on for other use. And it kind of worked. Yeah, what we got here? We got a, a gun smoke from the radio days from April 10th, 1954. And it's an episode called Greater Love. It ran for 25 minutes on CBS. Mm -hmm. William Conrad was Marshal Matt Dillon. Parley Bear was Chester, and he made a mighty fine Chester. Mm -hmm. Howard McNear was Doc. He's old, he's the old barber on Andy Griffith's show. Georgia Ellis was Miss Kitty. And the guest the actors were one of our favorites, John Daner, and then Joyce McCluskey, Frank Gerstle, Frank Ralph Moody, I remember him. And the storyline is Doc is kidnapped to treat a stagecoach robber. Well... I wonder how he worked out. Uh, yeah. 
You know, you know, Doc, Doc is like that sometimes. They, they do. They always get kidnapped. <laughs> I know. Uh, let's see. How are you doing now, Eric? Well, we're not. So, okay, well, another nugget here? Yeah, do another nugget, and okay. then I'm going to figure out something here that we well, can we do. Here. Oh, and here's another radio thing. This is kind of this is kind of neuralgic here. Uh, Man on the Farm. That was a radio program. A particular episode that I've reviewed is from August 16, 1947. It was a 29-minute episode. It was syndicated and sponsored by Quaker Oats. The host was Chuck Eckery. Their music was like Porter Heaps and Reggie Cross. Okay. And it was an audience participation show for farmers and their families from the Quaker Oaks Experimental Farm near Libertyville. Well, that's kind of interesting. Yeah. You imagine? It's kind of like the price is right for farmers. I know. Like, the, how many hogs can you put in an eight-foot pen? <laughs> that that is good. <laughs> Okay, well, another radio show. Yeah, do another one here while staying. Jump in anytime you want there. Fart around here with this thing. Okay, this is a radio. This is what old-time old time people's favorite, one of the favorites. Gene Autry's Melody Ranch. And this is from December 30th, 1950. Another 29-minute, you know, which is interesting. That, that's a 29-minute show in a half-hour do today. Mm-hmm. Once again, CBS. And it was, of course, Wrigley Double Mint Gum. Mm-hmm. And the announcer was Charlie Lyons, who was with Gene for years. And, of course, the cast of a young, young upcoming guy named Gene Autry, Pat Buttram, Mr. Artery. <laughs> uh, the cast three gals that could really sing the old-time country, country music when country was really country mm-hmm. And the Carl Cortner Orchestras. It's one of the, a couple of the songs they did was Dear Hearts and Gentle People, which is not really country or or western. It was kind of pop, but Gene could do that. And, oh, Chattanooga Shoeshine Boy, he could really do that one well. Hmm. So could Roy, though. Mm-hmm. Oh, speaking of Roy and Chattanooga Speaking of Roy, Boy, huh? yeah. You know that Dale, she got for uh, Christmas one year, she got Roy a brand new pair of cowboy boots. And, you know, he always had these real fancy boots. So she went down to Nudie Hollywood and told Nudie, I want you to make a pair of boots for Roy that just they are going to be greater and grander than any pair of fancy boots he's ever had. Mm-hmm. So Nudie did. Christmas Day, Roy opened up the box. There was these boots. They were so grand and gorgeous. He said, Dale, honey, i got to put these boots on right now because they're just they're too pretty <laughs> not to wear. Well, he's tramping around the house all day in his brand-new Christmas boots. Then it got to be feeding time in the evening. So Roy headed out to the barn, being very careful where he stepped with these new grand and gorgeous uh, boots. <laughs> and, and I'll bet I know where he stepped. Well, he did. <laughs> and, and he felt so bad that instead of going back to the house with his new boots all muckied up, he sat down and took them off, and he had an old pair of barn boots that he used for mucking, put them on and wore them back to the house. Mm-hmm. Well, he get back to the house, hoping that Nail wouldn't notice, and, of course, the first thing that happened is she went, Roy, where's your boots? Where's your brand-new boots? Those beautiful boots. And Roy says, well, he says, I stepped in some doo-doo out there, and he says, I, I knew it would break your heart, and so I just... I." I was going to clean them later, and I put these on come in the house. She said, well, Roy, go get those boots because you're going to clean them now. <laughs> well, Roy, get, he goes back up. Well, in the meantime, while Roy had gone up to the house, an old mountain lion had come down to the barn. Mm-hmm. And it smelled those new boots and that new brand-new leather with that great leather smell. For some reason, that mountain lion took a hankering to them boots. I bet he did. Oh, he did. <laughs> and so, And so... He's down there chewing on that Roy's brand new grand and glorious boots, and Roy spots him. Well, he slips over to the pickup and he pulls the old Winchester off the gun rack. Mm-hmm. Now a lot of folks don't remember this, but there was a time when you could drive around with a with a rifle in your gun rack and not leave your truck locked. Now That's, you I, can't even leave I a know. fishing rod. I know. Yeah. Yeah. He sits down there, chambers a chambers a thirty thirty in there, and wham. It blows the top of that old mountain lion set off. Mm-hmm. Well, Dale hears this, and she's really scared now. She's thinking, Roy's killed himself because he broke my heart. <laughs> she comes running out there, and Roy's down there, and he's, he's 
got these brand new boots in his hands and he's trying to keep the big tear out that's in his eye from rolling down his cheek. And Dale runs up to him and he says, Roy, Roy, is that the cat that chews your new shoes? Grump <laughs> bump. We'll be here all week, folks. And on that note, uh, <clears throat> we're going to end our video stream here because of the issues that we're having. So uh, that's the name of that tune, and <laughs> there it goes. So with bye that, bye-bye. And so with that uh, in mind, we are going to go ahead and take our for a very first commercial break here, 844-908-9378. Quick question. Yes, sir. For people who were watching... And you take a visual away, do they still get sound, or are you taking the sound away? No, they, all they have to do is go to the uh, uh, website, voicesofthewest.net, and be able to hear oh. it there. Just well, like radio. Oh, just like radio. Just like it used to be, until I decided I needed to screw around with this kind of nonsense here and try and fix something. So, You're my hero, Harry. Yeah, thank you. Um, yeah. So here's here's what I'm gonna here what am I doing here? I'm gonna go to a commercial break is what I'm gonna go oh, do. God, we need a commercial I know. So we will be back with uh, much more of Emil Francie's Voices of the West right here after these very important messages. Trappet Ski Club is one of the best-kept economic secrets in town. This 900-member group maintains one of the finest shotgun shooting ranges in the country, featuring trap, skeet, five-stand, and sporting clays fields, and hosts national and international events that bring thousands of people and millions of dollars into our community. The Spring Satellite Grand American Tournament alone involves 1,200 participants for 10 days. Learn more about this and their other contributions to our community at TucsonTrapAndSkeet.com. Can you even imagine switching back to pen and paper to run your business? Every year we become more and more dependent upon our technology. If your network is not set up properly, you're just one click or one email away from losing data critical to your operation. Arizona Computer Guru offers a host of services to prevent and protect you from disaster. From online backup services to email filtering to fully managed network services, Arizona Computer Guru is here to keep your network secure, your data safe, and your budget in the black. To schedule your free consultation, call 304-8300. As we recognize the service of America's men and women in uniform, let's also honor the families who sacrifice so much every day. Military families endure frequent deployments and separations. They carry on while their loved ones are sent into harm's way and wait patiently for their safe return. If you really want to honor a veteran, look for ways to support their families and thank them for their sacrifices. Go to legion.org slash honor veterans to find out how you can help. You are tuned into VOW Radio. VOW Radio. Voices of the West. And we are back right here on Abel Franzi's Voices of the West, was Saturday that, afternoon. Was that from She Wore a Yellow Ribbon? It was uh, She Wore a Yellow Ribbon. That's good. I like that. Yeah. I, I could just detect that undertone of the Yellow River. Mm -hmm. Ribbon. Mm, ribbon. Ribbon. That's Red River and Yellow Ribbon. Up the creek. <laughs> Without the proverbial paddle. 844-908-WEST, yeah. 844-908-9378 is the phone number if you'd like to get involved in our conversation. Today's show is, uh, we call it Nuggets, and uh, anything and everything and nothing. Yeah, nothing. About the I, You know, let's do a challenge. What do you want to challenge me to? Well, no, let's go to challenge oh. our listeners. Thank you. There. We got two people that I know are pretty faithful. Yep. Sherrod mm -hmm. and Margo. Mm -hmm. And they haven't called or called us in in a long time. I know. They should. They should. If they're listening. They should. If they're not listening, 
They're not as loyal as I thought they you were. You know, I they, hear you. They turned tail on us. Yep. I wouldn't blame them, but that's all right. Well, now, you also wanted to do some cowboy poetry. Well, I didn't bring any with me. Well, let me see if I can remember anything. Well, you know, you issued a challenge to me to come up with something. That's right. Well, come on, Harry. Bring her. Bring her on. Ranches are big. Cows are brown. We got a lot of branding to do before going to town. That's pretty darn How about good. that? Harry, I'm proud of you. <laughs> did you just make that up, or did you finally scribble it down? No, I. it, it took me... A couple a hours year. to, yeah, pretty much a year. It took me a number of, of a while to yeah. before I come up with it, well, you know. And uh, uh, I'm just not a poet, and hey, I know, you know it. No, no, that's a start. It's not, it's not a bad start. Yeah. That's good enough. I want a copy of that so I can, I can. I short enough. I might even actually be able to remember it. But, you know, there, well, there's, there's my, this, this is my introductory poem to, to folks when we're out like talking to crowds or or doing something about movies and a lot of folks have never been exposed to cowboy poetry. Mm-hmm. well this is my what I use as my first exposure I don't take my clothes off I just give them this poem a little <laughs> bird up in the sky dropped some whitewash in my eye I didn't shout I didn't cry I just thank God that cows can't fly there you go yeah. There you go, you know. I, See, I could if 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 we had if we hadn't lost the video feed, I could have done some trick and fancy poetry. Yeah, you could have uh, done it frontwards and backwards. Right? Yeah, but mm-hmm. I can't, it doesn't work without someone to see it. You've you. seen it. I, I know I've seen it. Mm-hmm. Um, well, you know I have to do. Well, I lost my phone connection here. You lost your phone. Code. I, I look. Every oh, damn yeah, thing is happening to me today. Today, yeah. So we're gonna. That's, that's why we have a nugget day. Well, okay. Let me let me talk about a few folks who passed away here. This is. I like to write down people that I respected and have had a contribution to the movie. Okay, you do that while I get the phones going. You won't hear anything in your ears while I get this going. Okay. Well, All right. I'll, so. I'll be talking, so I'll hear me. I know. Well, there's Don Gordon. He did a lot of TV and other stuff. He, he passed away back in 2017. Uh, he, was, he did uh, some Wild Wild West. In fact, in one episode, he was General Titus Trask. And here's an interesting one. John Hillerman from, uh, from uh, what is it, uh, fell down there in the Hawaiian Islands. Uh, what is it? Not Hawaiian Islands. Not the Quigley guy. What's the heck is that? That's Australia. I know, but I'm trying to get to Hawaii here. It's uh, Magnum. Oh. John Hellerman from Magnum. Welcome. Well, he also <laughs> passed away in <laughs> But he was in Blazing Saddles. Yes, so he was. He had, he, he, actually, he did uh, several <clears throat> small parts in some of the TV westerns. Uh, 2017 wasn't a good year for a few fellas. Skip Homer who I always liked. This guy, he started out playing young guys, and he was, by the time he his career was ending, mm-hmm. he was playing the old Grizzly guys. But, uh, you know, he was in the gun, he was in the gunfighter with Gregory Peck. He mm-hmm. was the, the young punk that kills, kills Peck. And that was kind of neat, because when you think about it, here he is, he shot Peck, shot you, shot him in the back, really. And he, Peck is laying there dry, dying, and and the people in the town, and the old sheriff, which is his old friends, they're gonna, they're gonna, they're gonna do homier under. And he's lying there, and he goes, "No, <laughs> let him go." You know what do you mean, let him go? He says, "You'll know what it feels. Every young punk, everybody out to make a name for themselves." That's he right. says, "He says he'll, he'll spend the rest of his life looking over his shoulder." Hey, I'm. You know, I wanted to mention uh, at the top and forgot to, there's an event going on this uh, weekend. Uh, It's a childhood liver cancer fundraiser, and uh, it's called the Great Gunslinger Roundup. They're shooting for a cure, and it's the largest roundup of professional Wild West entertainers, including world champion gun spinner Johnny Hotshot, Hollywood stuntman Dr. Buck Montgomery, who we've had on this show a number of times, and his award-winning professional stuntmen and actors. Uh, at the Wild Bunch, Arizona's official cowboy horseman, Lee Anderson and his wonder horse, Concho. We had Lee on the show, but uh, Concho was not willing to speak. 
we kept, why, a, we kept asking him why the long face. Um, the <laughs> old magician Mysterioso and daring bullwhip performer Tom B, they're just part of the lineup that guests will see at the event, uh, gathering of Arizona's uh, premier's Old West reenactment groups that include the Prescott Regulators and their Shady Ladies, Tombstones, Goose Flats, Gun, uh, Goose Flats, Say that again. Gunslingers, the Pioneer Gunfighter Association, Kitty's Renegades, Superstition Mountain Regulators, and Gene Ringo Curse. Wowzers. This wow. is all a, a big-time event, a childhood cancer fundraiser for uh, 11-year-old Deputy Isaac. Uh, he's battling a very uh, rare youth liver cancer. It's happening uh, tomorrow. Uh, you'll be able to go up to Phoenix it starts at 9 o'clock till 5. Head over to the Pioneer Living History Museum at 3901 West Pioneer Road. It's in Phoenix, I-17 North at the Pioneer Road exit. And enjoy yourself the biggest Wild West event of this year. And be well, you know, part uh, of a my, worthy my cause. My good old road amigo, Neil Summers, is supposed to be there. Which mm-hmm. is good. I'd love to go up and see him. Yeah. But, uh, you know, that... That that, that's, that kind of, in a way, tells you about the Western, uh, the way the people of the West come together. This is just like in the old days when somebody had a barn put up or round up. Everybody pitched in and helped mm-hmm. to, you know. And i got to also say, I've, I've seen Doc's group work several times. And they they put on a really good yes. Wild West show. You yes, know, they do. Gunfighting and fights and stuff. And the groups that they've got there, those are the cream of the crop yeah. in Arizona. Yeah. Yeah, they are. Yeah. Uh, no, no question about that. You know, it's uh, time to do one more uh, commercial break here. Um, you are listening to Amo Franzi's uh, Voices of the West. 844-908-WEST is the phone number to get in touch with us if you'd like to become part of the conversation or the show today. 844-908-9378. What's our show about today? Well, it's about nothing and everything. Much to do about nothing. And we, we call it Nuggets. And we'll nuggets. be right back after these very important messages. When looking for a property management company, here are some things you should consider. How long has the company been in business? What types of properties can they manage for you? And does the company give back to the community? Well, your search is over. The Paul Ash Management Company meets and exceeds those considerations. They've been in business in Tucson, Arizona since the 1960s, from residential to commercial to public sector properties. The Paul Ash Management Company also dedicates its time and resources to numerous community projects, including help funding the drive for the USS Arizona Memorial at the University of Arizona. You also want a property management company that puts you, the customer, first. Contact the Paul Ash Management Company today at Paul Ash Management and ask about the complete package or call 520-795-2100. That's 520-795-2100. The Polash Management Company, property managers you can trust. Man, this is frustrating. It's taken me like five minutes just to load my homepage. Did you try Control-Alt-Delete? Uh-huh. Did you jiggle the cord? Uh-huh. Did you turn it on and off again? Uh-huh. Call Arizona Computer Guru. Don't let viruses get you down. With our Guru Protection Service, we'll keep you virus-free. In fact, if you were to get a virus, we would fix it for free. Speak to a technician right now at 304-8300 or at azcomputerguru.com. Hello? I'm Mr. Red. No doubt you've heard about rescue groups for dogs and cats. 
But did you know there's a rescue group for horses? That's right. It's called Horse It Around Rescue. Founders Steve Boyce and Teresa Worrell are helping out all those equine victims of neglect and cruelty by giving them a place to restore their health and wellness. And Horse It Around provides a nurturing and natural environment where horses can be horses, so they can be adopted out into forever homes. More than 120 horses, mules, and donkeys have been adopted out, but like everything else, it costs money to run the project. Horse It Around is a 501c3 nonprofit located in Southeast Arizona. Your tax-deductible donations to Horse It Around will go a long way so those horses can be horses. Check out the website, horseitaroundrescue.org. Make a difference in a horse's life. That's horseitaroundrescue.org. Remember, all of you, we're playing for big stakes, mighty big stakes, an empire of cattle and land. The Diamond Hitch is not only the key ranch, but it controls the water privileges of the entire district. Once I take over, I'm clamping down. No more free water. That means that the other ranches will dry up like dust and blow away. Welcome back to Emil Franzi's Voices of the Web. And just like that, we are back yes. on Emil Franzi's Voices of the West. A little bit of uh, water rights and stuff there from a hoppy movie, False Colors. The, the boss from the Diamond D, yeah. he reminds me of the modern day business mm-hmm. world. That's just Trump. the way they think. Trump. <laughs> oh, no, I like, I like, I like old. He's squirrelier than the, I know. Anyway, I just throw that but, out there. But you know what? I. He's the best squirrel we've ever had. Yeah, pretty much. And I, I, I'll support his old squirrely butt. Yipper. Yipper. Anyhow. Yes, sir. What you got? Well, I, oh, I was going to say something earth-shakingly dumb, but I can't remember what it was. Oh, yes, you're radioactive. Radioactive? <laughs> Am I glowing? That's what you were going to remember to say. Radioactive? I was going to say radioactive. I don't, I don't know remember. if you were going to say that or not. But I don't think I did either. Well, let's see. I'm going to, I'm going to leave. I'm just messing bit. with you, my I'm friend. I'm going to leave. You, you're always messing with me. Trying to. Yeah. I'm going to leave you with one last dead person from the 2017. All right. And I know that kind of sounds disrespectful, but I, the way I look at it is if you remember him, you're honoring him. There you go. And that's Rance Howard. Oh. You remember Rance Howard? Uh, the name is awfully familiar. I can't put well, him. Well, he fathered a couple of, I don't. I can't remember whether he's the uncle or the father of a of Ronnie? Of, uh, Ronnie Howard? Yeah, Ronnie Howard and the other Howard. Mm. Uh, his brother, Ronnie's brother. He, played, he, kind of the, he was always played weird, creepy yeah, guys. Yeah, right? yeah, But uh, he passed away in 17. <clears throat> and he was he was Henry Boomhauer on Gentle Boom. Did some Death Valley days, some gun smokes. I think like everybody did Gunsmoke. If they were any good, that's you know that's I think that's the benchmark. You can tell if a guy was good if he did Gunsmoke. And if he was really good, how many times he was brought back? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And we, we know should do, we should do a show on on all the Gunsmoke uh, people. The, no, on all the guys that were brought back multiple, multiple times. I, I found someone new the other day, and I can't remember who it is now. Oh, really? Fifteen of them. No kidding. That's pretty. No, that's a bunch. Mm, yeah. I thought I got it in my notes somewhere, but it's not. In this but you place. left your notes at home. No, okay. You know, you, that, these uh, are all notes, Harry. Uh, that's your nugget notes. You bitch. Eight four four nine. Eight four four nine zero eight West. Eight four four nine zero eight nine three seven eight. If you'd like to participate in this conversation on Amel Franzi's <laughs> Voices of the West. That's one it, way to shut us up. It's a show about nothing and a show about everything. Yes, and it's all do. about the old West. Yes, indeed we do. You know, coming up next, uh, not next month, uh, June. In June, we're going to be at the uh, Western Writers of America convention. Yes, yes. And uh, we'll be broadcasting from there one way or another. <laughs> we're going to broadcast from yeah, there. We'll smoke signals. We'll set, we'll, set, we'll set the curtains on fire and... Yeah. So do something, yeah. Have to. Hey, that's an idea. You know, if we have technical difficulties, set the curtains on fire, fire department will come, the news things will come, and then we can go out there and hijack their equipment. And, <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> I like how you think. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, what else have I got here? Oh, this is good. You know, jump in with anything you want to comment on these guys, Eric. I, I sure will. I know you will. You're not doing I'm it. just saying, you know, you were talking to the uh, 
people who've been on Gunsmoke uh, multiple times. And I guess if we did that, we how would you do that? Anybody who uh, over five guest well, appearances? I think we, we could research it and whatever ones we find, because there's been so many people, but start with the most and work down. That would be Victor French. Victor French and... Uh, Shug uh, Fisher. Fisher is number two. And? Then is uh, your, your hero Morgan Woodward, yeah. and then and then Jack Elam's in there, and yeah. uh, Paul Fix, not Paul Fix. Um, oh God, who am I trying to think of? <sighs> Steve Forrest. Steve Forrest. He's probably he's probably missed uh, Miss Kitty more than anybody else. <laughs> Claude Akins is in and there. Claude Akins, yeah. yeah. But anyway, that's. It's a thought. We can do a show about that. Yeah, at some who knows? Point. <laughs> you know, this is why this is why I got so many of these notes. Because you never know what we're going to do. Well, no, it's because you keep me so busy. I don't have time to incorporate them into a more fuller format. Yeah, that sounds kind of professional, doesn't it? It does. In fact, that was what I was trying to do when I left uh-huh. the house. I was just trying to file some stuff mm-hmm. so that I could find it because I had my Red River. Because was a you know thing coming up right. on the twenty seventh down at the ranch, mm-hmm. the Turner Classic Movie mm-hmm. uh, Group is showing Red River, mm-hmm. and I don't know if the public is invited or not. We'll try and find out and let know next week. Which ranch? Oh, it's the Empire Ranch. The Empire. I think the yeah, I think the public's invited that one. Yeah, they would be. Yeah, because yeah, it's all, uh, right. We're doing an event at the Elgin Club. Yeah. Uh, in May, uh, where they're showing Red River. Yeah. That one is closed to the public. Yeah. But it's open to us. Oh well, because we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna bring our nuggets down and talk you about got that nuggets. Right. You betcha. <laughs> well, let's see what else we got going on here. Anyhow, okay, <laughs> <laughs> okay. Let's. I'm gonna talk about uh, Raul Walsh for a minute, just because yes. I got some nugget notes here. And the interesting thing was, you know, he was set to play the Cisco Kid mm-hmm. in 1928 mm-hmm. in Old Arizona, mm-hmm. which Warner Baxter did. Mm-hmm. But unfortunately, he had a car accident and, and lost, lost his, his eye. eye. Now, this is even more interesting to me. I'll lead, I'll lead into it. Uh, he made his stage de- debut in 1910. He was an assistant and an actor for D.W. Griffith and actually moved up to where he was directing for Griffith. Mm-hmm. And he went down to Mexico during the Mexican Revolution and shot a feature-length documentary about Pancho Villa. And he rode with Villa shooting mm. it. And he was very happy to get out of there. How bet he was. There. He was a tough cookie. Yeah, he was. He was well. <laughs> but that's, let's see what else <laughs> I've got here about him. Oh, well, you know, interesting. He directed what I think is the best uh, Sadie Thompson movie mm-hmm. with Gloria Swanson, mm. 1920. I saw, actually saw it when mm-hmm. I was quite younger, very much younger. Uh, <laughs> he did The Big Trail with John Wayne, mm-hmm. and that there's there's so many stories about that movie, you know, that, that how how little people understood and misunderstood. Why, you know, for years it was considered a, a failure, mm. and it was just a, a success that didn't... Wasn't well, supposed to happen. Well, no, yeah, it wasn't, because, you know, years and years and years, and this is within the last decade or two, the AFI and the Smithsonian and a bunch of things, they got together, uh, restored it completely with complete scenes, complete running time, and they had to complete... Uh, musical score had a, a full orchestra wow. and they invited some of the leading film critics and writers to it and they walked out of there just totally amazed hmm. this is one that was shot in 75 millimeters wow and a lot of folks didn't realize that when they were shooting it they actually shot five movies because they shot it in english spanish german french uh, a couple of others i can't remember and each one had its own cast. Hmm. Uh, you know, most you know they didn't shoot the entire movie, but you know, like John Wayne was played by a Frenchman, mm-hmm. and a German, and and those particular scenes were was re- reshot again, hmm. and that added to the expense. And uh, you know, they yeah. never talk about. Not, not, I'd like to find out some research on how the big trail did in Europe and you know around the world, how hmm. it was received. I'll bet it was uh, pretty good if they 
went to all that expense, you yeah. would think at least. Well, yeah, because, it, you know, of course, this is the thing, too. One of the things that really hurt the movie is it came out during the Depression. Mm-hmm. And the theaters had just converted over to sound, and they didn't have the money. And uh, the, the interesting thing is the producer, he was a, a major stockholder in the, in the camera company that made... Mm. 75 millimeter camera, which and is that's one why. of the reasons why he did it, you know, <laughs> but it didn't work, you know. Well, what else have we got here? Well, I got, while you're looking for something, I got I got one for you. I saw, uh, or actually my wife and I, were as we were watching our uh, Hapapalooza yeah. Happy-thon last night, there was, uh, there were a couple of movies where there were two assistant directors, well, that's quite common. Is it really? Because well, I've only seen, in many movies, I've only seen one in the credit. Well, first of all, way back when, when they were still getting organized, they probably they had all kinds of assistance. But with Griffith especially, he always, he always had someone to assist him as director. Mm-hmm. And the first, because there's like the first assistant, second assistant, third, there could be a mm-hmm. half a dozen mm-hmm. down. And the first assistant was the second in command. Now, what's interesting is when you get into the studio system years later, you could have a director, unless he was a Cecil B. DeMille or somebody that just, you know, Michael Curtis or Raoul Walsh, they would be shooting and the director would be running long on a scene for one reason or another. And out of nowhere, you'd hear, that's a wrap, we're moving on to the next setup. And that'd be the assistant. That was the assistant director because <clears throat> his job was to keep him on schedule uh-huh. besides everything else. And he superseded the director when it came to that on the old studio system. Speaking of keeping things on track, that's Are we out of time? what I'm supposed to do. No. Oh. Uh, that's what we're going to do right now. You need now. an assistant director. I need, I need a lot. <laughs> can I be your first assistant director? You can be all my assistant directors. <laughs> We're going to take a break here, our final one. Pay attention to these wonderful sponsors yes. because uh, we, they, do. They, we do. We believe in them. They believe in us. And, hey, if you'd like to be a sponsor of this program, it's very easy to do. Just email us at voicesofthewest at gmail.com, and I'll be more than happy to send out a little package to you that uh, talks about your ben- the benefits of advertising on this program. So with that, we'll be right back. Right back. Voices of the West will be right back. Abel Franzi's Voices of the West will be right back. Imus Wilkinson Investments, 777-1911, is a unique investment management firm. They pay little attention to where the market indicators are because smart investment management goes way beyond check and stock exchanges. They are very good at managing all types of investment based on client expectations. They build relationships, and they want clients, not customers. My family is proudly included among them, and they'll help you, as they did us, design a portfolio that achieves what you want when you need it. Imus Wilkinson Investments, they're really good at what they do. 777-1911. The Tucson Trap and Ski Club dates from 1948 and is now at 7800 West Old Ajo Highway. The club owns 80 acres and leases 300 more from Pima County that supports 50 trap fields, 15 ski fields, two five-stand fields, two sporting plays courses with 12 stations each, a 9,000-square-foot clubhouse, 200 full-service RV hookups for members, and free Wi-Fi. This expansive facility gives enough room to host major national and international events annually, bringing thousands of people to the community. Check it out at TucsonTrapAndSkeet.com. Hi, this is Joe Montaigne. Every time my Uncle Willie tells me about his service in Patton's Third Army in World War II, I'm reminded of what we owe the U.S. Army. Fourteen generations of American soldiers who have courageously defended our nation. Their stories represent the best of America and should never be forgotten. Join me to help build the National Museum of the United States Army, a long overdue tribute to all American soldiers. To learn more, visit armyhistory.org. Old-time Western radio shows, every Saturday at 6 p.m. Mountain Standard Time, only on VOW Radio. 
Welcome back to Emil Franzi's Voices of the West. Rolling, 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 the riders in the sky. By golly, they were doing a rawhide. Rawhide up job. Yep. You know that's what they call that's what they call riding bareback. Rawhide. Rawhide. Yeah. Put your britches on when you're riding, that's all I say. <laughs> I did not did not know that was the term. Hightail. Where's that term hightail come from? Hightail? I, I bet you I bet you know that. Well I I can improvise on that one. <laughs> Just, just, just imagine <clears throat> our friend Joe Dreyfus. He's out there and he's he's hunting elk. Mm-hmm. And he sees up on the ridge. He sees an elk. Mm-hmm. It's the biggest buck he ever saw, mm-hmm. with the biggest rack he's ever seen, mm-hmm. bigger than anything in the Boone and Crockett Club. Mm-hmm. And Joe pulls the old gun out and he sets it up there and he just the sight. He gets him just right in the crosshair. And just as he's about to squeeze it off, that old buck spins, takes off, and he flips that old tail up like a buckle do, or a doll do, and that's the last thing Joe sees of that trophy buck is that high tail going over the ridge. He high-tailed it off. Yeah. I'm thinking it was, it, it might be uh, There's a, another one too. a term when the horses are hauling butt <laughs> well, that's, and, and that, the, t- the tails are up, they're high-tailing. Well, that's that's probably part of it too. And then if you look at like the trotter horses, trotting horses, mm-hmm. they would run <clears throat> because they had that. Well, you know some of the that, really that, fancy breeds, that saddlebreds, that particular gait. Yeah, they had the gait, the saddlebreds. But because one of the things that they used to do with some of these fancy stepping horses, and the training methods were not are not approved by by PETA, <laughs> uh, but they would they would use some stringent things. But they would also make little cuts in the muscles on the tail, mm-hmm. which would cause the tail, because it didn't have this the, the, the mm-hmm. strength, it would cause the tails to, to show you when you see like a standard bred in a, in a horse show, mm-hmm. and he's do, reaching out like they do, mm-hmm. and you see that old tail way up high and just flowing out behind, That's that could be high tailing too. Could be. I like ours better. And then, you know, it's always, <clears throat> it's always like Charlie King and, and Glenn Strange and some of the other boys right after they've held up the stage and they look on the hill and they see Hoppy in California and Lucky coming down. They hightail it out and, of there. And, and, and Charlie says, boys, let's hightail it. And in fact, that's what happened in one of the Hoppy movies I watched. We okay. watched last night where, <clears throat> and Glenn Strange was in that one as well. Exactly. <clears throat> I think we ought to do a show on Glenn Strange Holy at some shit, point. I love Glenn Strange. That'd be really good. Eight four four nine zero eight nine three seven eight. If you'd like to get involved in uh, our conversation here, uh, just a few minutes left on the program. And if not, well, that's okay. You can join us next week. What are we doing next week? I have no idea. Well, hopefully, we'll have something to do besides nuggets. I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it reminds me. There was a scene. I don't remember the movie, <clears throat> but it was Charlie King, an old bull. He was one of the. I can't remember his full real name. I wish Neil was here to help me, save me. Mm-hmm. But uh, they're teepee creeping up on the line shack where the heroes are. This is a night shot, and they were shooting it on the stage. Well, what they do on the stage a lot of times, you know, to make it look real, they bring in trees yeah. and, and phony yeah. rocks and yeah. stuff. Yeah. So anyhow, they're creeping along, <coughs> and they're doing a real teepee creep. You know, it's where you, it's where instead of, it's like tiptoeing in, mm-hmm. and as they're passing underneath this fake pine tree the torch hits the pine, and the pine tree because you know they'd go up when they're green anyway but this is dry and i mean it just goes whoosh, like that they don't miss a beat they don't like oh my god fuck. they just keep keeping yeah, right right uh, we, we saw we were at victor's watching a marathon of westerns and oh the, this is this is one of those older movie, moments that you never forget it mm-hmm. just, we fell out of our chair yeah laughing. yeah well, like the uh, video footage I have of um, uh, cattle jumping, and uh, it, I can't remember what movie it comes from, but uh, the guys are trying to rustle the cattle, and uh, 
They think they've got the cattle and they're running it through town and somebody decides, nope, <laughs> you're not getting that cattle and we're going to take that cattle. And guy throws uh, a can of coal oil onto uh, or at uh, right by the stove and obviously that blows up and the next scene are all these cattle jumping straight up in the air it is hilarious uh, I, it's not well i think it's funny i'm well, well, my that, sick tw- twisted it, sense of humor yes, well, that's, that's <laughs> my, i like the i like I have this. I, I can see it in my eyes. Yeah. It's kind of like whack a mole cow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Next time you come over, I'll or maybe I. Yeah, I'll, I'll find. I'll show it to you after the show. I found. I think I have it here. You can find it. You can <laughs> yeah. get that thing to work. <laughs> anyway. Oh boy. So, yeah. Uh, well, let's got see. About four minutes left. Four so. minutes. Well, okay. Let's let's see who else I can butcher here. Okay, we got Michael Curtis, who's. Uh, Tremendous director. He was born in Budapest. Mm-hmm. See, it just—it's amazing how many directors and actors and stuff, people in the business, came from somewhere else. Yeah. And which is which, in a sense, is appropriate for the Western because the West was uh, pioneered by people that were coming yeah. from somewhere else. Yeah. And anyhow, let's see. What have I got to say? I don't have very much. But he direct his last, very last movie. That he directed was the Common Charles with uh, mm-hmm. with uh, John Wayne, and Wayne actually ended up directing some of it because he got sick during the picture. That uh, that's being run on uh, the Western Stars Westerns uh, channel. That's a that's a you know that's a that's a good movie. I it like is. that one very it much. Oh, and you know that was remade years later uh, as Real Conchos with Richard Boone and mm-hmm. Stuart Whitman, mm-hmm. and it. And it was a, it wasn't as good as the first one because the seldom seemed to be, yeah. but but it was good. It was it was enjoyable. And of course, anything with Richard Boone is enjoyable. I think so. I, I watched two I watched two Paladins this morning. That's part of my he, Saturday morning routine. He, he is, a, uh, <clears throat> I think, a ver- rather versatile actor, oh. <clears throat> or was. Well, remember he did the medic. Yeah, I was just yeah. brought him to stardom. Yeah, and his, the very next thing, you know. And here, you know, he's you know he's famous on television for being a serious dramatic actor. Right. And what's his next choice? A comedy. No. No. Paladin. Oh. Well, that's serious, but it has some comic relief in it. Oh, he, he, lots he, of comedy. Uh, no, yeah, it's so neat too because I'm watching it, and a young fella who was topping uh, pine trees up in they were up in uh, Northern California in Oregon, and they came up to shoot an episode. And they in the episode, uh, Paladin's supposed to top up top one of the tall pines, mm-hmm. which is cut off the top, you know, before they fall it. Well, the stuntman couldn't do it, and this young fella, he was he he got he was working on the show as a wrangler, and they're they're going well. What are we going to do? And he said, well, I can do it. He said, That's what I do for a living. He had just come back from Korea. He he'd been. Uh, very much involved in heavy action. Mm-hmm. He skimmed, he skimmed up the tree like you wouldn't believe. Cut the top off. He impressed Boone so much that he hired him to stand in and double him. Wow! A young fellow named Hal Needham. <laughs> but what was neat? One of the neat things is that he did more than that. He made an actor out of Hal. You watch like the two episodes yeah, I saw. Yeah. Hal had a part in each one, and it's amazing how many. He's probably did more more parts on. On Paladin than any other actor. Did you? Uh, did you? you I, I know you said you studied with Boone. Uh, no, I didn't study. I studied with Victor French and with James Best. I thought you. Oh, okay. I thought you. Had I done. wish I had because yeah, I think that would have been a good experience. Yeah. Well, uh, we're almost out of time, so otherwise I wanted to ask you about your time with James right. Best, but we'll have to do that another time. Well, that's well. James Best was a good technique teacher. Mm-hmm. He didn't really teach acting. He taught. Film technique, for that you you were thinking more about finding your light uh, and hitting your mark than about your acting, and acting shouldn't be about that. To me, that's a distraction. We are out of time, sir. Well, one more nugget. <laughs> down, down, down. Get Thanks on. for joining us this afternoon or evening or whatever it is for you. Uh, we'll be back next time, next Saturday at six at uh, four p.m. Mountain Standard Time. On uh, Abel Franzi's Voices of the West, here on the VOW radio channel. So long. I got a nugget for you. I don't know what we're going to do, but if we find something new, we'll bring it back to you.
Thanks for listening to Emil Franzink's Voices of the West.